0: Couch.com. streaming all into your lives.
1: You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the Healthy Family Podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Fuad Kassab. Hi, everybody, we're back. And hi, Fuad, my wonderful friend here with me, chatting um, about all sorts of fun things.
2: <laughs> yeah, and that's, thank you for the positive introduction this time it's nice to sort of change it up from like being angry at each other and yelling at each other all the time we don't really cool we don't do that Um,
1: do we well we just call each other annoying
2: yeah well that's in front of each other but what i call you behind your back that's a different matter Uh,
1: please tell me
2: (laughs) Um, no, let's not. This is, you know, it's a family podcast, so we'll just stay, you know, being oh. nice to each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's only kidding, Joe, guys. how
2: good is spring? Oh. Did you guys experience, like, fluctuation in, um, like, weather up where you are?
1: Yeah, we do. When I, left, so, when I left a week ago to go to Brisbane, it was so hot. We were just, like, sweaty and sticky. And then when I got back, only five days later, actually. Um, it was yeah. really cool and windy and a bit wet, and I yeah. had to put my jacket on. So there you go.
2: Do you get like all four seasons, or is it just wet and dry? Like, how, well, you, you know,
1: get? in Cairns, they kind of say there's two seasons. There's wet season and dry season, um, but you yes. do get a bit cooler. Up here where we are, it's 750 meters above sea level, so we get more, more fluctuation in temperature. But generally, it's in the 20s most of the year. It was thirty something the other day when I left, and now it's more like twenty eight. I would say.
2: When I was at uh, your parents' place,
3: yeah,
1: um,
2: your mom said to me, "There's two types of weather here. (laughs) You can either see the mountain over there, or you can't see the
1: mountain." (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's about right. But um, yeah, it's beautiful today. It's really nice and cool, so that's good. Yes.
2: It's cool, man. It's really good here. The blue mountains are in full spring swing, and um, just incredible weather. I love already like tanned. (laughs) You know, I I was the only person I know this winter that actually got a tan. Yeah, because you went to Lebanon. Well, no, that wasn't winter. Before that, like I was, I feel just so. Lucky that I can work from home and whenever I feel like going down to the sun. Yes, you you just go sit in the
1: sun. Same here, actually. I I did the same. I just go and sit out in the sun in the middle of the day for 10 minutes and get a bit of sun on me, and it's just beautiful.
2: Um, I'm so happy to be here. Loving the Blue Mountains, Joe.
3: Oh,
1: that's
2: Finding all these secret spots that, you know, I'm getting to know, and just incredible. Everything's in bloom. The jacaranda's out at the moment.
1: aren't they gorgeous? You should really
2: see it. It's the best. So, are up you know, here as well. Wife's good. I can't complain. No. And and um, we've got it good. Have better, better, Yeah, and I'm going through my grumpy phase. I'm low carb.
1: <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. I was being well, upbeat. Uh, <laughs> ah. So well, that's grumpy, everybody. everybody.
2: Yes. <laughs> I've, um, I'm going on a, a low carb diet again just to see. <laughs> Um, if i 'm if i 'll do better this time um just low carving like i i'm trying to get a bit more mental clarity and uh, a bit more sustained energy a bit and, more six
1: pack um, What? <laughs> a bit more six pack
2: no, no, not nah. that really. Well, you know, like I still, I'm still, i still dealing with the damage of all the antibiotics and medication that I've taken yeah. throughout my life. yeah. And that, you know, causes me problems with my energy and um, being able to just, you know, live my life as energetically as I want to. And mm. I'm far, far better than I've ever been in my life, but I still want to sort of get a bit more of an edge. And um, I'm just trying to see what a uh, ketogenic state would do to me at the age of 37, you know, it will do, it will do better. And so I'll report back. So how how long has it
1: been since you did that?
2: Uh, I started, I think on Tuesday. No, I mean
1: like last time you did a carb, low carb diet.
2: Well, GAPS was kind of low carb uh, to an extent. Um, But you didn't. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like this was, it's been a, it's been a while. It's been a couple of years. Okay. So, uh, as as it is with these things, one forgets what kind of benefit they get out of them, and
1: one forgets so, how grumpy they get in the first couple of days.
2: No, I'm <laughs> well aware of that. I'm teasing you. Others may forget, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I'm picking up again. So yesterday I had a bit of a slump day and uh, really low energy, and then today I'm better. And then tomorrow, like my body will upregulate the mitochondria that can actually burn fat more efficiently. And I'll be able to run off fat. So, I guess for those of you who don't know what a ketogenic state is, um, when um, your body is given more fat and protein and carbohydrates to burn, and in fact, when you know, you, you bring, like my, my level of carbohydrates, I'm not measuring it, but it's probably quite low carb, like around 20 grams a day, which is quite low. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when the body depletes that, it tries to look for glycogen, which is this, a stored form of sugar in muscles hmm. and in the liver. And it goes and burns through that. And then when it's done burning the glycogen and the glucose in the food that you're eating, it needs to burn more glucose because that's kind of all it knows. So then it um, it panics and goes, oh, my God, give me more sugar or more carbohydrates and starts giving you those cravings which a lot of people get from just you know skipping a meal sometime or or eating their meal late because the body's craving sugar so Mm. so much but if you do it over a few days your body depletes its stored sugar and then it needs to uh, upregulate its fat burning so that it can survive so it puts the body kind of in a fasting state uh, but without the fasting and uh, your insulin stays uh, low which is really really good for weight loss and um, also when your insulin is low it reduces uh, statistically your likelihood of experiencing tumorous cancers and inflammatory indices Mm -hmm. uh, because uh, insulin does have uh, a correlation with that Uh, if it's chronically elevated then um you might be in a state of inflammation, and the state of inflammation can then lead to chronic illnesses like uh, tumorous cancers, let's say. And when you have high insulin and high sugar in your bloodstream, that is a perfect environment for cancer to grow. So um, when you go on a ketogenic diet, your body kind of get gets rid of um, weaker cells, and um, it uh, when you're burning through the fat the ketone bodies are what's fueling your brain, and at that point your brain is running off like a massive log of fuel rather than kindling. So, fat being the log and kindling being the sugar. So, you know, if you've ever built a fire that you can't sustain yourself with kindling, you just, if you'd have to throw so much kindling at it for it to stay lit up, but if you put one big log, you don't have to do anything for hours.
1: Yeah, that's a good analogy.
2: Yeah, so so this is sort of um, what I'm aiming for, like uh, better satiety signals, more sustained energy, and my brain running off ketone bodies. And um, that's really where I started this whole journey back in 2011. I was doing a ketogenic diet, and I felt amazing. Now, one of the things with ketogenic diets is that you shouldn't really do them long-term. They um, increase your cortisol levels, especially for women. Mm. and um, you should sort of cycle your carbohydrates. So have a certain amount during the day. Don't make your body work too hard for it uh, to make. uh, It's called uh, gluconeogenesis, which means your body actually can make glucose out of the protein that you eat. So you don't have to make your body work too hard for that. You can just... Um, eat a little bit of carbohydrates from say sweet potatoes or something like that and um, you achieve a good balance and you can keep your body in a predominantly ketogenic state and get all those benefits and then every few days you can sort of have a, a car, more carb-rich meal or something like that which gives your body a break so that it can um, just you know, work better really yeah. and um, that's how I'm planning on doing this just to see it's really mainly for performance and uh, mental focus to mm. see what it does
3: that's good
2: yeah well, uh, and this at this point i'm just a bit grumpy because my body hasn't <laughs> made the switch yet all right Joe.
1: so that's all why right. i'm treating him yeah. yeah that's why i'm trying to treat him really nice so he doesn't yell yeah. at me yeah.
2: yeah that's all right so you, you've been busy jojo you've been traveling yeah. all around the world oh not What's really i just
1: traveled to brisbane that's not really the world but, but i no. tell you driving on those roads though i nearly i nearly i don't know just like went crazy
2: <laughs> I You have had, a gps
1: yeah i was using google maps but like there's all these there's all these roads that go like five lanes going all different directions and it says, the stupid Google Maps says, get in the two left lanes to turn right. Get in the two middle lanes to turn left. Get in the this lane to go off this exit. That's not the right exit. No, it doesn't say that, but I'm sure it would because I kept going off the wrong yeah, exits and going over the bridge and then I'd be like, no, I'm going south and I'm supposed to be going north and then what's happening? And I was going around in circles in the middle of the night in my brother's car because he wasn't he wasn't able to drive me I had to drive myself and I've never driven in the center of a city like that and it just oh I got I was nearly late to my own class in the morning I was meant to get there at nine thirty, and I got there at 10 thankfully it didn't start till ten thirty. but um I was I was speaking at the class and everyone was a bit quiet and I said why are you guys so quiet I said, are you traumatized by Brisbane Roads? Because I am. <laughs> and then they laughed.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it is traumatic oh. yeah, for, for a country bump. Oh, I said, look, shop, I don't yeah? even have
1: lights where I live. Traffic is cows on the road.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I thought I don't, did pretty don't, well.
2: Don't talk like that about your neighbors. That's not
1: nice. <laughs> I thought I did pretty well. I, I didn't um, scrape my brother's car or anything. So I did well.
2: Yeah, he's got a vintage Mercedes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's, I felt like an old grandma driving around in this vintage Mercedes Cruiser. I said, "Well, you're almost there. Just yeah, true, years, true. And you'll
2: have kids. And That's true. Be I'll be your grandma. grandma. Thanks
1: for reminding
2: yeah. me. That's yeah, a pleasure. You know, it's a good part <laughs> of your life. It's a, it's a good milestone to reach.
1: Yeah, she's going to not have kids for the world.
2: Yet. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, sorry, Joe. We're, okay. we're all all aging every day. We every are day older. It's but you right. know what? It's, okay.
1: it's like all Jude right. Blurose said in her um, podcast with us. That
3: yeah,
1: you know, I'm actually enjoying this stage of life. I feel like really I'm I'm much more confident and much more myself than I was when I was say twenty something and unsure of myself and not anywhere near um, as fulfilled in my work or you know I feel like I've I've gotten further in life.
2: Yeah, you know yeah. that's how a human develops. That's yeah. why that's why life does become better as not better. I mean, if it were worse than when you were 20, it'd be terrible. So there has to be some kind of compensation for all those wrinkles on our That's faces, right. Joe. That's you right, know, so and the grey hair. At, at least, yeah, and grey hair. <laughs> uh, you know, effects of gravity. I've lost two centimeters from my height already, you? you know. So. Yeah, but I, I think it's just because of my back pain issues and like, oh, my posture. Scrunching. The chiropractor that I'm seeing reckons he can give me back two centimeters. He's
1: going to put, so, yeah. put you on the rack and stretch you.
2: So that's what I said. I said that's how I'm gonna measure. That's how his KPIs <laughs> are gonna be. So if I'm two centimeters taller by you know the end of three four weeks, then get
1: him I'm a good review. I'm just told him like you
2: know he's got I've got to see some results because we am just gonna keep going back and back for that. Like, well,
1: let us know how you go you with, with that.
2: Yeah, because it's it's one of those things like you know he he reckons he could see change and improvement and things like that and. You know, you just have to trust him. Yeah. But like, I I need results, bro. I just need
1: it. So, um, well, I should but, I should mention um, the actual classes, not just the roads in Brisbane, shouldn't I? Yeah. Yeah we we had um, so we had two classes at um, with the theramix girls there in Brisbane, and they were amazing. And I really love those girls. They were really um, supportive, and you know they're doing a lot for their their community there they're really trying to help and there's one girl Paige she's um, I forget what her business is called my bad but she um, she cooks healthy food for people and she also does catering and things like that and she was telling me the things that she does that are you know just going that step extra for her customers and I thought you know there's some really lovely people out there just wanting to make a difference with um, in people's lives with helping them to heal and to to get well and it's great to be able to work with them and meet them. So that's – and then also like I just stood out the front and chatted to people as they arrived because it was a small class. It was 50 people for each class and so we just got to all chat and it was really lovely meeting people and actually talking about, you know, what's going on in their homes and what they're learning and um, I just love travelling and and meeting these people. It's awesome.
2: (sighs) There's so many people out there that I'm meeting – all the time, that are just changing the way of living and becoming more like moving more towards healing people yeah, through certainly. their actions. Yeah, um, I it's encouraging, I'm guy, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I, there's a, a naturopath who's finishing his studies, you know, a young man who is in his early 30s mm-hmm. who lives nearby and he used to be a customer at my restaurant chickpea yeah and uh I, w- I met him for a coffee yesterday and we went for a bushwalk and had a chat oh, nice he yeah he's he's had an incredible story of healing as well and he's just been mm, That's uh, great uh, he's gone through hell and back you know uh, mm. to hell and back is how you say it yeah
3: yeah uh
2: to through Two. both of them yeah <laughs> well, yeah to hell through it you yeah. know Twice. And out
1: the other side.
2: Yeah, out the other side. He had like glandular fever and an uh, H. pylori, and he's wow. been given so many antibiotics, destroyed his microbiome and all that. But he um, lives with his wife in and He's moving away in three months, mm-hmm. which he was very upset about. He's like, I just met you, yeah, and I'm going in three months. But he's becoming. He's studying uh, natu- natural health and naturopathy, and mm-hmm. he's. Uh, yeah, just one of the nicest guys ever, you know, just Aww. so nice and he this, he used to be in web sales, you know, selling web, websites and yeah. stuff. And his similarities
1: to, be, to you then? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um you know, so it's it's really nice to see that you know, I, I keep saying people's midlife crisis is mm. happening earlier and earlier now and it's um, because of the bigger need for change. And,
3: yeah.
2: and people are are definitely dissatisfied in the normal conventional occupations that are out there that are purely money-focused and, yeah. uh, you know, it's selfish really in a way where, like, you go and you do your work and you come home so that you can sort of um, look after yourself. And that's always mm. been, um, you know, how I lived my life until – You know, my health, um, well, what's the the word? Crisis Mm. really peaked and I had to do something and I healed from it. And I saw that actually through my life I could um, do a larger benefit. It's just like it dawned on me that Mm. I could actually do that. You know what I mean? Yes. I I realized that, oh, actually what I've got here is something that's valuable and it could help people. And maybe I can channel my life towards this. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of people who are getting sick, and there's a lot of us out there getting born sick, Mm. living in a sick world, we are trying to improve our way of living. And it seems that the way that when, when people can only be healthy by harmonizing themselves with natural food and whole Mm -hmm. food and a more natural lifestyle. And when they do that, it starts contradicting with the way that they're living their life. That is, uh, you know, just purely for profit or... Changes your whole mindset. Yeah. And then you go, well, that's more me than the the person who, you know, I was told I should be.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, And life is a pursuit of happiness and healing for myself and my community rather than the pursuit of money Mm -hmm. and They you know because definitely someone who's going to be a naturopath is probably not going to make as much money as someone who you know is a salesperson, you know um, if so It's most people make it you know enough of an income on being a naturopath. It's not a money maker, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, but they still choose to do it because they believe in the importance of creating such a change in their communities and uh, they live more fulfilled lives. Yeah. And this is a guy doing it at the age of 30. He's finishing his studies. You know, so he, he was a mature age student doing it. So I was just so like incredibly impressed by him and proud of him. And yeah. It's just wonderful to see. We were you know, talking
1: about the same thing when we were out for dinner the other night in Brisbane with um, a few bloggers and your friend Luke, our friend Luke, um, talking about, you know, a couple of the women's husbands had been through the same thing, and Luke and you, you know, wanting to leave that corporate sort of lifestyle and get into something that was more meaningful. And like you say, I think it's happening a lot more now.
2: Yeah, I mean, people want to see their kids grow. They don't. They, do. they don't want to be in an office ten hours a day and commuting and and, away
1: from home, and traveling yeah, a lot. You and, know,
2: in a box, looking at mm, a box. You know, so. Yeah. So I don't know it's just um nice to see that so many are making this change, just yeah. so many and um we are really at that kind of tipping point, aren't we and I mm. can feel that I can feel um, so many people who are just getting into um health and spirituality and um sovereignty and uh, rewilding and movement and all these things that um, are so important for uh, human well-being and the well-being of the planet and it's just happening all over so such a wonderful thing
3: yeah
2: amazing yeah
1: we had um i had a day off when i went to brisbane thank you for that <laughs>
3: Looking after things. You, you
1: pushed me into it. No, I was yeah. I was hoping to have um a day extra while I was down in Brisbane, but I was going to sort of cook for my brother the whole day because he was going into hospital. And yeah. um both my brother and Fuad ganged up on me and said, nope you have to have a day off." <laughs> so that was yeah, very nice. Sure. So I just sat around and rested, and read, and wrote, and spent some time watching the ocean and. Went for walks and had lunch by myself at a little Greek uh, cafe that was beautiful food. Um, nice. had Yeah, and went out for dinner that night with friends. And um, it's so important to, to have those time-out days for yourself, isn't it? Um, we start to yeah. get a bit wound up and stressy with just all the everyday stuff. And sometimes you just got to walk away and take a complete break from it.
2: I really think we should be having more time out, time out than work. Yeah, in our life. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> that's, that's what your business partner is telling you. Let's just work less. And
1: okay, bye hour. bye. I'm going now. <laughs> Wait, come back.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, but honestly, like we made up this five day a week thing. You know, yeah. and, um Decided that it was good for our health, and
3: yeah. like, it's
2: just it's just so difficult to to be able to rest and recover and heal and be happy when you're just working like that all the time yeah it's just so difficult
1: and i've always taken little times out here and there but to have a whole day to yourself is pretty special so everyone just book one in
2: <laughs> yeah absolutely um, do it um, lane is going over to her parents place monday tuesday yeah um so she's leaving tomorrow night and coming yeah. back on tuesday afternoon Yeah. I'm looking after the kids for those two days. Oh, that's days. lovely. Yeah, because she she definitely needs it. Then
1: yeah,
2: I haven't I haven't done, done enough of that at all. Like yeah, I've really. You know, our schedule has always been prioritizing me over her. Oh, so yeah, so it's good to sort of.
1: It's be able to it's fit hard that in. when you're a mum with young kids to get away. I must admit, I never had very yeah. long away. You know, it was always just, a, oh, I've got to go to the shops so, you know, my husband watched watch the kids or something. But it wasn't yeah. a long time away. So that's really special to do that for her. Good on you.
2: Well, she, she demanded it and I said,
3: <laughs> no, I <wouldn't." laughs> no, no, of course, <laughs> of course. It's
2: just, you know, like, the thing about, um, about it is, like, she never, like, I keep going with my life because I'm working and I'm focusing on it and all that and yeah. then she comes in she goes like I need a break I'm like well thank take a break you know like <laughs> schedule it in just tell me when you want to do it you know yeah. I, I think she feels that I should be the one who like prompts her or, Organizes or maybe, she, like, it, yeah. maybe she just lets it build up too much and then from there you know yeah. she
1: I think that's what it, it is get
2: stressy we yeah, think but,
1: we think uh, we're going okay and we're, I'm, I'm fine I'm fine I'm fine and then suddenly we crash
2: yeah it's, um, But but you know what like if uh, i know predominantly uh mothers listen to this podcast so mm-hmm. um if you're feeling tired just just make sure that you verbalize that to your partner yeah, i think so. and uh, yeah because they like we're stupid like do the, the men you know like we just keep <laughs> going we have no idea um so just yeah. come and tell us hey i i need a break and then we'll We'll just make time and room yeah. for it. But just right. Maybe don't expect us to be too proactive about it. It's just... Yeah. It's not out of, you know, us being, you know, not wanting you to. It's just we're a bit not really with it. You don't always notice
1: that. when you're busy. No. What's going no, on. Uh,
2: yeah. Yeah. You know, apologies to all the ladies with amazing husbands out there, but like most of us <laughs> are just monkeys. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but, no, it's good. Um, it's important. Yeah, so that's yeah. where... It is. Joe, uh, we uh, did a beautiful newsletter that went out to we all did. our 38,000 You did a beautiful newsletter. Um, well, you know, you gave me the talking points, so that was good. <laughs> and then, um, so we talked the, uh, about the throwaway culture that we live in, and um, which is in line with the podcast we did last week with uh, Mark Henry from Solid Technics. If you haven't listened to that podcast, it's really awesome. It's Mm -hmm. a a fantastic podcast about the business that he built doing these indestructible, healthy, nonstick cookware. And um, if you haven't really signed up to our newsletter before, please go ahead and go to Quirky Cooking and sign up to the newsletter. There's a link to it uh, on the bottom. And you'll be receiving infrequent questions communication from us. We don't <laughs> spam you with this stuff and we don't tell you.
1: we got, you know, we got we, so much to do that newsletters are just when we can fit them in.
2: Yeah. We'd love to spam you, but we just don't have the time to do it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but,
1: but when we do uh, spam you, it's an awesome newsletter.
2: Yeah. So that's a good one. <laughs> and this one, this one was um, my, the first one that I've written for Quirky Cooking yeah. um, in my name. And uh so it was pretty special to me and yeah, it's it's, very um, it's nice special. to be able to express myself uh, to you guys directly because quite often on quirky cooking uh, we have a like a a joint voice between mm. me and joe and um and this time, sort of, it was my voice, and then Joe will get the opportunity to put her messages across too. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it changes things up a bit, and just yeah. uh, really gives us the ability to uh, show our colors, you know, really, with you know, with different uh, newsletters and content that we that we write. So go ahead and check it out. And um, Solid Techniques is one of our sponsors. They do these incredible pens, as I mentioned, and their single piece wrought iron. Yeah. And um, they get a multi generational warranty, and we've got a 10% discount on them because we started stocking them on Quirky Cooking. So you can go to quirkycooking.com. slash solid and you can get your pants from there. And if you use the coupon code 10QCP, so 10 Quirky Cooking Podcast QCP. Uh, 10 QCP, you get 10% off and shipping is only $10 for the first item and then $3 for the second, third, fourth item, you know, $3 per item each. Um, we also have some Living Synergy Nut Milk Bags on the website now. So oh, do we? These are in the, yeah, cool. so I just I added those yesterday. Oh, good idea. So, um,
1: those are our favorites.
2: We, yeah. Do you want to talk about those?
1: Sure. Um, I've been using the Living Synergy Nut Milk Bags for years now. The lady who... Um, made them, lives in Perth, and she's a good friend of ours, Jen. And um, they're really strong bags and really fine material. So she's got double stitching on the sides yeah. and uh, drawstring at the top. Um, if you're using just a piece of cloth like a muslin, you know how sometimes you, the corners flop in and then you lose your pulp and you've got to start again, and it's so frustrating. So you don't get that happening. You can. Um, Put the bag into the jug and then put the, this, the edges of the bag over the top and pull the drawstring tight and then you that's it. don't have to worry about losing it into the jug. <laughs> um, but I use it for all sorts of things, coconut milk, um, nut milks, straining your ghee, um, straining juices if you want uh, no pulp in the juice so that you can make jellies. Um, what else do we use it for? Making labneh.
2: Um, potato rush teas that kind yeah. of stuff and you want to squeeze that liquid out of vegetables yeah. um, that works really really well um, it's just very very useful and yeah. um, uh, very durable I've had mine for over a year now and
1: yeah I've got I some that it. are like three years old they haven't split at all
2: yeah it's really high quality Yeah. Uh, so that's there too the postage is a bit expensive on that one we couldn't get cheap postage but if you're buying something else it just drops to three dollars so um, you know, it's 17.95, I think, for the nut milk bag, um, and you you can save on postage if you just bundle it with another thing. Yeah. So like a solid technique span or or life changing food, our cookbook, mm-hmm. our best selling cookbook from Woo-hoo. quirky cooking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <laughs> so um, yeah, Christmas is coming, guys. Support us by buying stuff from our shop and um, get some solid technique spans and get a bunch of books for your family and friends we would really love it to be able to have um you know funds to keep going with our lives (laughs) create create more content for you guys and not really worry about uh, having to go back to software engineering ever again yeah we don't want Um, that to happen no we don't so um
1: Besides it's the nice fact food. that it's just awesome recipes and it's, you know, I, I feel like it's the kind of book that you can give to anyone, even if they're not into healthy eating and you just don't tell them it's healthy. And then they'll just try the recipes and go, this is so yummy. And then they'll be eating healthier.
2: I, I met two people recently who like stopped me like, oh my God, I use your book all the time. I oh, cooked like all awesome. my meals from it this week. I was at the chiropractor. And oh, that's girl, so cool. You know, behind the counter, she's like, I was talking to the other reception and she goes, excuse me, I, I just want to say, I really love your work. I really oh. love your book. It's just, and she was so sweet.
1: She's like, oh, how awesome is that?
2: Yeah, uh, And it was a bit sort of embarrassing. Oh, but you very loved sweet. It. <laughs> uh, but, uh, it. It's just so nice to yeah, actually... Get the feedback on the book. Yeah, and to have, to have people say, Look, we, you know, we, it's in our home, we're cooking from it, and we're feeding this to our family. Yeah. And it's just incredible because this is the kind of food we want you to be eating because we believe in it so much, we believe it's healthful, we know it's healthful. We've seen
1: the results. So We've many. have seen the times. results.
2: Yep. The proof is in the gluten free pudding.
1: A, oh, um, you know, I should mention when you say pudding that there is a grain free, gluten free Christmas pudding. On the blog from last year because I've already had people asking about it. So there you go. That was just a free bit of advice yeah. there.
2: No, that's cool. <laughs> Definitely. And also, we, we have a 10 recipe ebook that's coming out hopefully next week. Yes. Uh, and it's got these beautiful, beautiful Christmassy recipes. They're not just for Christmas, you can use them anytime, but they're very suitable for Christmas. And um, except for the chocolate croissant <laughs> Christmas, Christmas tree.
1: But you can one. make that one just. Like little scrolls, yes. I did that the other day um, with the leftover dough and and the chocolate hazelnut spread, and I made yeah. little scrolls for a bunch of kids that were here, nephews and nieces, and they loved them.
2: So you can do that with that one, but there's a whole bunch of stuff like mm. an amazing snapper pie, uh, cheese and it. ham buns, which are th- those ones are amazing. I can't wait to so try that to one.
1: Make. I'm trying not um, to eat too much um, pastry and bread. This week because well, I had way yeah. too much last week.
2: <laughs> That's why I'm low carb. Yeah. After, after doing the ebook, I was like, oh, it's just too much carbohydrate. Christmas but, food um, came early Christmas for us. Is coming. <laughs> and then, um, what else? Um, there's an amazing apple and uh, mandarin and nutmeg frangipani tart. Um, it's just incredible recipes, 10 of them for free that we'll be sending out to newsletter subscribers and also it'll be available to download on the website uh, but this is using the grain-free dough from life-changing food so if you don't have the book please go and buy it because that's how you'll be able to use those recipes and make them for yourself and we can we want to continue to make these types of recipes for that dough because people come up with the best ideas like we mm. also have like a lasagna using that dough which is yeah, just which is a friend
1: so of cool. mine um tried it tried it and posted it in the chat group and we went great
3: idea
2: <laughs> it is a great idea and it looks wonderful as well mm. a, she like reckons it's the best lasagna. lasagna
1: she's ever had
2: there you go yeah that doesn't get better yeah. then gluten-free grain-free lasagna Woo-hoo. where do i sign up and, um, <laughs>
1: my stomach's growling <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. um also um Another sponsor of ours is Wilida. This is an amazing skincare company. Um, They make beautiful body products that are all natural using wild-crafted or organic or biodynamic products. And um, Joe and I, we use them all the time. We use them on our kids and our uh, family. Um, You don't use them on your dog, Joe, do you? Well,
1: it's funny you should mention that. We were talking about that in this very podcast. David and I were thinking they really need to make some – pet washers so I think we should suggest it
2: (laughs) we'll suggest that to them okay and um, so but Walida is one of our sponsors they uh, make this show a reality that allows us to continue to uh, be able to afford producing it and um hosting it and serving it to you. So um, you can get these products with a 15% discount now. The discount used to be 10% but it's now 15%. Uh, you can use uh, the podcast's uh, coupon code which is Quirky Journey, when you go to ulida.com.au and you'll be able to get 15% of your uh, order and free shipping over ninety dollars so that's a really really good um, thing to buy if you're looking at getting um, holistic health care um, skin products for christmas as presents uh, go in and get them now they have beautiful gift sets and wonderful wrapping as well so uh, if you can get for instance the rose range in a gift set which is it has the most beautiful smell and it's um, body lotion and um, you know f- uh, face creams and things like that. So your mom, your sister, or your best friend needs one for sure. Mm-hmm. Go and save fifteen percent off. Do you need Only one for what? Uh, what face cream?
1: I'm just thinking. You said your best friend needs one. Do I need to buy you a pack?
2: I, I already <laughs> I put my order in for the month and I got yeah. I got, Are I got you a buying me a order. pack?
1: <laughs> Nope. <laughs> Fine. No.
2: Yeah. To buy you my go and own. Get yourself your own. But I thought I asked you, what do you want to order? Because we put our order in together. I know. I
1: need to do yeah. an order this month.
2: Because oh, I, I, I was, go. I was right.
1: busy. I, I hadn't thought about it.
2: Okay. So don't blame me. I ask. <laughs> <sighs> so, yeah. Please, guys, support our sponsors Technics and Walida, as I mentioned. And um, Joe, do you want to talk a little bit about the show that you're recording on yes. your own without me, you traitor?
1: oh I can't why why didn't you come on? I can't remember you were oh you were filming yes that's right yes, you were filming, so that's exciting that's coming up soon. Are you gonna mention that or not
2: um yeah i'm I'm just doing a video on showing you guys how to use the grain free dough from the book uh, because it's sort of a bit of a an artisanal process it's one of those things that, like any other dough that you make, you have to get to know it and to get to you know f- know it by touch
3: you get rather better than at just it as by following
2: the recipe. So we've had uh, requests from you guys for a video about this. So um, I produced a little video and it's being edited as we speak and we should have it up next week hopefully.
1: Oh, yay. And I should let you know also another question that we get a lot of is how to season the Solid Technics pans because people sometimes, if they're not used to seasoning pans, they have a bit of trouble. So, I've been doing a video on that. So, that will be edited and up next week as well.
2: Great. Perfect. So many videos. videos, so much content.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, this podcast today is with David Adjus, and he is a canine nutritionist who is a good friend of Kale Brock's. That's how I met David. And, um, he, if you go onto his Facebook page and his Instagram, you'll see lots of photos and ideas and tips and things for, for feeding your dog well. And, um, he also has parrots and birds and he mentions a little bit about that as well. Um, but we, we seem to get a lot of questions about this. So, um, I said to Fuad we really should interview him. So I put up on Facebook, does anyone have questions for David? And, oh my goodness, <laughs> I had like pages of questions. And so we've spoken on this interview for probably a bit over an hour talking through all the questions and we didn't quite get them all done but I think we've covered um, the main subjects and you can always go on to David's page if there's a question that you have that didn't get answered. Go on to his Facebook page or Instagram and ask on there. He's happy to chat about all this. Um, and there's some useful links in the show notes um, one of the things he talks about is fermented foods for your dog, and there's a little recipe there that you can click through to um, that will that he can that he's given us that's um fermented seeds, believe it or not, because apparently they awesome. need to have a little bit of seeds in their diet as well. So he said, you know, wow. just do it all in one. So yeah, I learned heaps, and my dog is going to be very happy with all the things I learned. So I hope you guys all enjoy it and um, do contact him through his social media if you've got any questions.
2: Uh, the links will be in the show notes. Yeah. But before we go on to the show, we've got some classes coming up in oh, yes. uh, Chuka in December. Uh, what, which date?
1: Okay, Echuca is the 4th of December um, in the yep. evening at Dun- Dungula Event Center. And Wonderful. Melbourne, are we sure what Melbourne is yet?
2: Not yet. I think it's the 6th. Melbourne sixth. will be on the 6th, but yep. uh, keep an eye out on the website or our Facebook page or newsletter. We'll let you know from there.
1: There's an events tab on the.
2: Yep, on and the blog. Brisbane's coming up in February. Uh, go and book your tickets early. Make sure that you get your spots. Um, you'll, be,
1: you'll be glad to know I've had lots of messages from people that came to my classes in Brisbane the other day, saying, "As soon as I got home, I booked into the ones for February." Yeah, <laughs> how cool is that? Okay. Yeah, because they loved it and they want to. They want to hear more. Yeah. I said, "You'll you'll hear lots more." Um, on in our big seminars because they're longer yeah. and we can fit more in, and also you'll have full out there, so it'll be a lot more fun. And they're like, we're coming.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, it's, <laughs> those seminars are the best, really. They're they just are so much fun and we so them. informative, and they're just, you know, you'll get pumped up you by will. by going there. Just you feel so motivated to go home it, and make so a much, change in your life.
1: It's so much different than just going online and reading something. To be in a room full of people um, discussing things and learning from each other, and and the the um uh, the community, you know, you've got your community there, and it's Absolutely. just totally different, isn't it, than just yep. reading um. something. So come,
2: and and we're there too, so you can hang out with us. That's right. So that's the best bit.
1: We can take silly selfies and stuff,
2: which we always do. Which we always do. <laughs> so guys, um, enjoy the show.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. It's great to have David with us today, who is a canine nutritionist. Welcome, David.
0: Hey, Joe.
1: So good to have you. We have a lot of questions for you.
0: No worries. (laughs)
1: Um, I have had a few questions on the Quirky Cooking Facebook page and also in the chat group um, now and then about dogs and how to feed them and um, just questions because people know that, you know, it's not just, obviously, it's not just human beings that need a whole food traditional diet. It's also our pets. Um, yeah. And but, we we really want to talk about that today.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And the more people start researching into their own health and, and have dogs at home, the more they realize yeah. what's going on with their dog's diet as well. well That's how I started.
1: Yeah, and I think it's, it's taken me a while just because, I'm new at this dog thing. We've had our dog for about three, mm. three years. But it's also um, when you're doing a difficult kind of a diet, like we've been on the GAPS diet and it's so much work, you sort of go, the dog can wait.
0: <laughs> but yeah, then, you know, really
1: we, we do try and, you know, give him some veggies and broth and things like that. But I definitely yep. feel like we need to improve. And um, having seen so many questions on the groups, I just thought you would be a great person to get in. So for those of you who don't know David, um, he's a good friend of Kale Brock's, who's also a friend of ours. And that's how I found out about you. Um, Yeah. Saw your amazing photos of the food that you feed your dogs and your (laughs) birds. And I was very impressed. And I was like, okay, obviously I need to step up the game here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, uh so I love posting those sorts of photos yeah, because it, it does good. inspire others and it it's... Um,
1: it looks so colourful and I'm just like, oh. Yeah,
0: definitely. You, yeah, it, and that's, the difference and that's, and between that's,
1: that and packet food, hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, definitely. Mm.
1: It, you don't need to even think about what's in it. You just look at it and go, yeah, I know that that would be better. It's real food. Yeah, exactly. So... Um, What I would like to just ask you first—this actually wasn't in the questions that I sent you—but trick question. No, have you heard much about um, how good it is for kids' gut health and immunity to have a dog in the house?
0: I actually, yeah, I have actually, Um, especially kids that have, um, even kids that have um, autism or disabilities, because it's um, obviously having a dog makes you feel happy. Lifts those yeah. serotonin yep. levels in serotonin, your the, yep. the feel good feel good hormones in your body. Yeah. So I had I definitely have seen that the research behind it, and it's I think it's absolutely fantastic yeah. that um
1: and they they talk about the hygiene hypothesis that um you know we got very obsessive about cleaning and then um, killed all the good bacteria as well as the bad, and then that's yeah. really affected our children's gut health. And um, having a dog in the home actually helps you to have more of the bacteria, <laughs> oh, obviously. It. Oh,
0: definitely, yeah. If you, mm. if you see half the stuff that my dog sometimes gets into, you, <laughs> you, you do realise that there, there would be plethora of different you've bacteria around. You've arena. got more bacteria
1: yeah. than, than people without dogs.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's it.
1: But it's, it really fascinates me. I've heard that there's research showing that it helps with allergies and asthma in kids. yeah
0: um, yep. I, yeah I, I believe that a, yeah it, yeah it's so yes. it's um it's definitely very uh, uh, beneficial even for um to help with kids um learning and stuff um, oh
3: yeah I've
0: seen I've seen that um I mean I, I have a I have a greyhound that's the type okay. of dog that I have yep. and um there are some schools that are now i um, accepting people to come in uh, with their dogs and, uh-huh. and rescue greyhounds in particular and they're reading to the kids with these, with these dogs. So oh. the kids actually have more motivation and more confidence to, yes. to read their books because they've got another companion with them that just sits there and, and listens. As,
1: oh, mm. I love that. It's yeah. really special. Um, we also have seen a rise of um, dogs in nursing homes. So I know that they, yeah, they also use, I know the one that's local here has um, a couple of pets and it's really lovely. I think it's so important. I said to, by the way, Fulad's not on the show today, guys, because um, he's busy filming a cooking video today, um, but he actually doesn't have a dog. So I said to him, look, I'll buy your kids (laughs) a dog for Christmas. And he was like, don't you dare, you won't be my friend if you do that. (laughs) And I said, yeah, but your kids will love me. (laughs) So Apparently, I'm not allowed to buy his kids a dog for the Christmas present. But oh, maybe really? if I just give him these, you know, all the facts and figures about how good it is for your kids, maybe it'll change
3: yeah. his mind. Yeah, <laughs> that's it.
1: Or maybe not. But there's <laughs> lots of listeners out there. We know you love your dogs and you've asked us lots and lots of questions um, for this show today. So, but we might just get you to um, share your story first, David, um, you know, what Definitely. you do and why. That would be great.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, um, I guess... Uh, my story my journey started or going back 10 years ago now Mm -hmm.
3: um
0: i um was managing a pet food store and um during that time i was going through certain health issues myself um um i popped a disc in my back so um I was Ouch. in a lot of pain. Yeah, yeah. I was that typical gym junkie. You know, I eating. was
1: wondering, <laughs> was it <laughs> yeah. weights? and yeah. stuff? Or?
0: deadlift machine. Yeah. I'd, I'd never, I'd never do that again. No. But um, you know, I was eating a typical, you know, low fat diet and protein shakes and that sort of thing.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. But anyway, so I I started my health journey and um, my personal trainer at the time, um, Adam Murphy, who's now actually um. As a sports conditioning coach, Mm -hmm. he he introduced me to um, organic foods, um, more functional styles of moving, Mm -hmm. and really got me interested in you know eating food that came from the ground or Mm -hmm. food that had a mum, so Mm -hmm. real holistic foods. Yeah. Um, And through that health journey, I'd started. um, Going to organic markets and meeting new people. One of the people that I met at these organic markets was Kale Brock.
3: Mm-hmm. Listen,
0: mm-hmm. so um, back then, Kale was selling things like goji berries and coconut oil, and <laughs> it was he, he and you Super know, Kale is such such a loving personality that yeah. like, we became best mates straight away. And um, when I was t- telling him that I was working in a pet food shop, he said to me, Oh, Well, why don't you start your own healthy dog food? And I said, "What do you mean? Like, you know, the the dog food that we have in the store contains all of the the vitamins and minerals that they need. Someone's already made it for you. (laughs) Not even not even thinking that the marketing that's going behind it. Mm. And it was through that conversation I had that light bulb moment. moment, And Mm. I was thinking, "Oh my gosh, what is what is happening to our pets? I've been completely blinded by." by the bombardment of advertisements that we have faced every day. Yeah. So from there, I guess, I started researching, sort of checking ingredients on the back of pet foods, labels, and I started to discover what it was that we needed to feed our animals and that was less of the the processed food Mm -hmm. that has been marketed to us and more of real wholesome proper food yeah. which they should be eating anyways. Mm. Mm. So I, gradually I cultivated my passion both for like human nutrition and and dog nutrition, did a lot of research, a lot of study and I actually developed my own mm. uh, raw organic dog food okay. um, that won an award in oh, wow. t- 2013 and this was through the organic markets that, that Kale was still at at the time.
3: Okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, Transitioned my um back then she my border collie back mm-hmm. then she was oh, I think 13 or 14 at the time mm-hmm. so I transi- transitioned her onto onto real food whole whole foods um and that border collie ended up living to be 17 and a half years old wow and 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 just died from old age Aww. um so
1: that's amazing
0: I I definitely contribute those extra um, years um, to feeding her those those whole foods. Mm. Mm. So um yeah from from there I, I did gain a qualification so I ha and, and I was uh, regis- become registered through um an organisation called the Holist- holistic animal therapy organisation. So um re- registered re- through
1: my daughter would be so interested in this. Where did you oh. study that? I got to ask.
0: It's called the Holistic Animal Therapy Organization. And it's um yep. like do you based go- here in Australia. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, and it's it's more um based on general nutrition mm-hmm. um, as opposed to different specific types of nutri- nutrition because right. when you dig deeper into um canine canine nutrition there are people that feed specific, specific styles of food where there okay, is yep. Um prey model raw, which is basically whole whole intact animals with the fur and feathers and wow and everything yeah there's um, um bath so biologically yes. appropriate raw food yeah which, which contains all your veggies and bones and organs and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and there are people that um also home cook for their dogs, so lightly yep. cooked foods um in my opinion, these are just all different ways of of feeding it 's like paleo and yes keto and vegan and
1: yeah,
0: map and, and, and whatever. So each each um everyone has their own sort of method of feeding that they follow. Yeah. Um so after getting my qualification and being registered through the Holistic Animal Therapy Organization, I moved to Wyala, um which is a town in um South Australia. I moved here with my wife um Sort of to encourage her career, so she she moved here as a school teacher. Mm-hmm. So um I was able to to leave my workplace at the time and and move here and open up my own practice here in Wyala, um, which is um in, which is in conjunction with um a really good dog food shop here. So mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how my journey happened and and how I came here and how, yeah, how I'm here today. I've always had dogs in my life. So ever yeah. since I was a kid, we've always had dogs. Uh, we've all, our family have always had a love of animals. Yeah. And it's just the love that you get from these dogs, that unconditional yeah. love, it's, you, you can't explain you it. You can't beat um, it. <laughs> uh, I, until uh, until I, I have my own my children yeah. and yeah. I, I can't compare anything oh, that's true. I mean, to, to that love. To that, I hope my to kids aren't love.
1: listening to this going, Mom, you love the dog better than us. <laughs> well my oh, sorry, dog obeys me usually no I'm just kidding
0: <laughs> and, and hey and, and when they're when the puppies you can leave them home and, and,
1: yeah.
0: and, and go out and, and not, not have to worry about taking them with you
1: oh my, no. my puppy's right beside me now his name's Peppy and he's oh, a Maltese hey, cross <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> looking at me going what are you talking about me for mum
0: uh, he's going to get plenty of good tips in, <laughs> yeah. in a moment of, on um, how to make healthy yeah, right. yummy dog food
1: and what's your dog's name
0: so my dog is, my dog's name is Lexi, Lexi. she's um, a rest good greyhound yeah. she's never raced yep. she, she was just um unwanted litter
3: mm-hmm.
0: and um, I've had her since she was nine months old she's absolutely adorable well, such seen a beautiful photos. Dog. she's gorgeous. yeah yeah, yeah def- if anyone's looking at um, getting a dog I'd highly recommend looking at greyhounds adopting an ex an ex racer yeah there's so so much. And I hate using this word. There's so much wastage in the oh, it's true. In that industry, yeah. Even even with them um, with the racing horses, but we we mm. won't get into ethics and that sort of thing. But yeah. so many dogs are um going to waste. It's mm. really I I just can't stress how beautiful these dogs are as are as pets. I mean, yeah. I take her hiking with me. We Aww. go to the beach together. We um, she's done all of the training, so wow. she can. Yeah, very obedient with different cues and
1: uh, and
0: commands. And as I said, it's just that love that dogs give you. You you can't beat it.
1: Um, I don't know if you know my son's story, Isaac, with all the anxiety and everything. Um, But when he was going through a really hard time, that was one of the things he said. And he He said, "Mum, I don't know how I would have coped without a dog. (laughs) Hmm.
3: You know, when they
1: feel really stressed and anxious, just holding on to the dog and cuddling it and patting it and and having that love from your pet is so important.
0: Yeah. 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 100% agreeing.
1: Yeah. Very, very good therapy. Pets. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, if we can go on to a bit of a general discussion of what a whole food diet for dogs looks like, then we can sort of drill down to the nitty-gritty. But if could you just yeah. give us an idea of, you know, what you would recommend generally?
0: Yeah, for sure. And look, it's not rocket science. A lot no. of people they they get concerned about balancing issues, whether they have mm. the right vitamins and minerals and ratios and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but really it doesn't it doesn't take a lot to have um, a well-rounded, balanced diet, so like in the bowl for your dog. Mm. Um, definitely, the main proportion of the dog's diet should be uh, meat. So, a good quality meat.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, kangaroo is very easy for us to get here in Australia, mm-hmm. and it's naturally hormone-free and antibiotic-free because it's all wild, yeah. um, wild meat. Mm-hmm. So, um. So ha- having a, a, um, a good quality meat is important. That's the main basis of their growth is the protein. Okay. Um, then some some form of bone or, or calcium. So um, I'm a really big um, a believer of feeding raw bones, mm-hmm. raw meaty bones for calcium. Yeah. They, they don't need a lot of it to uh, um, help them with their um, bone development and that sort of thing. So you can feed things like um, chicken wings, chicken frames, mm-hmm. turkey necks. Poultry bones are very soft, so mm-hmm. there is no um, concern with um, um, hurting their teeth. Mm-hmm. Some of the other bones, like marrow bones, for instance, uh, they are too hard, and okay. they can chip and wear down your dog's teeth and that's where a lot of um the concern comes from you know, not feeding your dog's raw bones oh,
3: okay. um, yeah so,
0: because they do they do they do and you do see um charts at your vet office with dogs sure. that have chipped chip teeth from dogs oh, that are eating bones, but they generally look, they will come from those hard weight-bearing bones
1: so you wouldn't recommend any beef bones or
0: i i feed them soft brisket bone because i find i find it's it's soft enough yeah but but definitely leg bones um i I, I would i i wouldn't recommend it just because it does um wear down and can chip their teeth yeah save those bones for um making bone broth
1: broth.
0: yeah yeah definitely yeah,
1: and would and obviously never cooked bones. Am I right? No.
0: Okay. No. Yeah. They splinter.
3: Yeah.
0: They're ind- indigestible, so mm. they'll just go in the same way as they came out. Yeah. They're very dangerous. Definitely, yeah. I wouldn't risk it. Not even with pu- not even with um, poultry bones. No. No. Okay. Um, and picking the appropriately sized bone for your dog as well. So don't give something that too small that can get lodged in their throat. Mm-hmm. If your dog's a very fast eater. So um, definitely match the size bone to the, the size dog that you have.
3: Right.
0: And um, working with someone like me is, is is a great way to determine what's appropriate yeah. um, for your dog. But, I mean, it's a lot of common sense goes yeah. into that as well. Okay. If you're concerned about um, the choking or if your dog doesn't have any teeth or for whatever reason you can't feed whole bones, um, you can get a lot of ground bones from uh, butchers and pet shops—they mm-hmm. will grind up chicken frames, so you can feed that as well as a source of calcium. And I mean, there's this calcium That's in yeah. all sorts of food, like That's there's true, calcium yeah. in greens and all sorts mm-hmm. of things. But um, definitely bone is um, in there with the foods that you should feed to a dog. Yeah. Um, moving on, like organ meats, mm-hmm. specifically um liver, um, beef liver.
1: Okay, good. Um, yeah,
0: is really important for the. Uh, vitamins and minerals that are in them and your dog doesn't need a lot of that liver um in their diet either we're talking like 10 or 15 grams for a small dog a day okay yeah so small amounts of liver organic if organic if possible mm -hmm. yep just because that's that's the organ that. Um, filters. <laughs> just, yeah, that filters everything. Yeah. So if you if you can source organic liver, mm-hmm. I can source it here in Wyala which is four and a half hours away from the next capital city. I I'm can sure source that, it
1: here in my town of one thousand people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you go. So um, that's definitely an an important food that I yeah. do recommend people feeding. That that's organic. Anything yeah. else, whatever you whatever you can afford, um, go go with that.
1: And yeah. basically you just, I suppose you would just buy it, chop it all up into lots yeah. and then freeze it.
0: Exactly. Yeah. 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 Chop it up into little cubes. and. One,
1: one thing I have wondered, if you thaw out some meat and refreeze it, you're not supposed to do that with humans. Does it matter so much with dogs? Not really. No.
0: No. They're a bit more hardy. And yeah, they are, they are a bit more hardy and I think there are some studies coming out or that have come out that... Actually, say it is okay to refreeze for humans, but yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it personally.
3: Yeah.
0: Um. But but definitely if um. You can you can refreeze um dog food. Uh, dog food, just I, I mean, wouldn't they eat refreeze anything. Things, so. <laughs> well, exactly. That's it. They I mean their gut is has a pH of I think zero point eight, which is just point yeah. two away from battery acid. So. <laughs> They've, wow. They have a very acidic stomach, which yeah. is why they can digest things yeah. like bones and raw meat and, mm. and that sort of thing. Things that if we would eat, we would we would probably Kilo, die. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so
1: how much? Um, sorry, you said ten to fifteen yeah. grams of organ meat. Yeah. Um, just, sorry, just did a you small say amount. how many? Did you say how much bones? You didn't again exactly. very,
0: again a very small amount is it's, it's okay. going to differ between the between dog. dogs and yeah. whether your dogs a puppy or um, an adult dog puppies do require more um, bone or more cal- uh, calcium and phosphorus mm-hmm. in their diet than yeah. adult dogs do just because they're growing so quick yeah um, and you do need to support them in that way mm-hmm. um, but I mean honestly it's just picking pick a pick a small amount and feed it, yeah um going back to the bone like if if you notice your dog's a bit um constipated, then it's probably you're feeding a bit too much of right. the bone or so just re- reduce the amount okay. um there 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 are a lot of tools that you can online that you can work out how much to feed specifically, but you know honestly, Joe, just just pick an amount and and feed it,
3: yeah,
0: it's yeah um yeah. Um, other organs which are really easy to source, like kidneys, brains, so you can add them in small amounts as well. Liver is the the real important one. Okay. Yeah, and 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 from um, like beef and lamb, and they're, they're probably the the better the okay. better liver to feed rather than chicken livers because I've noticed chicken liver doesn't contain as many nutrients as those bigger animals. So. Okay. Yeah, um, More foods. Um, so we've got the meat, we've got the bone, we've got the organ. Mm-hmm. That's generally um, like a very basic diet. But I like to go further and adding in some green veggies. Mm-hmm. Um, so your spinach, your kale, mm-hmm. broccoli, um, Brussels sprouts. Any mm-hmm. of those veg that are um, really dark green, um, they, they're going to be very high in fiber, very mm-hmm. low in. And carbohydrates and starch. Mm-hmm. The fiber is really good for the dog's gut.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and those greens are very high in vitamin K. Um, vitamin K is especially important for blood and liver health.
1: And this, and, um, is, this is raw, are you saying?
0: Yeah, raw, raw? steamed,
1: mm-hmm. okay, so um, that matter?
0: Fer- fermented, as long as you're not cooking them to death, as long as yeah. you're, you're not boiling them for hours and hours and hours. It's- yes. Whatever's easier, easiest for you. Mm-hmm. It's. I like to keep things easy. I don't yeah. stick to. If you it's know.
1: not easy, it won't get done. <laughs> yeah,
3: for
1: exactly. A lot of that's it.
0: Yeah, people are busy enough with kids and work yeah. and paying their rent and that sort of thing. The last that's thing right. they need to worry about or argue about is whether the dog should have broccoli or spinach or not. So yeah, that's right. yeah. <laughs> um, so they're the reasons why I feed those green vegetables. Um, you can add in other veg as well mm-hmm. if you want. Um, I like to stick, stay away from pumpkin and potatoes, okay. sweet potatoes and carrots, and anything that's too sugary or or sweet or starchy. It's Ooh, fine Peppy. to feed small.
1: Peppy will be sad. <laughs> carrot is his favorite thing in the world. Oh, if, look. if you yell out bacon, he won't even look. If you yell out carrot, he runs. <laughs> carrot
0: where's the carrot yeah yeah well as, as a treat they're fine i mean okay yeah.
1: <laughs> well he doesn't have them so, every day
0: yeah there are i mean there are some people that would they'll make a stew up with carrots and potatoes and sweet potato on pumpkin oh no, and that's they'll much. have they'll,
3: yeah
0: yeah and, and that that does get a bit too much still it's it, it is going to be better than feeding yeah. a processed food but True. it's um in in the long run it's the, the, is, you're just adding in carbohydrates and starch into the dog's diet.
1: Cause weight issues.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The more, you know, uh, uh potato is going to be more caloric dense and kale mm. for instance. So it's even just comparing the calories between the two. Yeah. Y- your dog is going to yeah, be eating more than it should. Mm. So moving along. So we've got just to recap your meat, <laughs> your bone, your or- organ, mm-hmm. green vegetables. Yeah. The next foods that I recommend are um, in the seafood group. So, okay. small oily fish like sardines, okay. mackerel, um, tommies or, or herring. Um, I think you, we, we call it tommies and, okay. um, yeah, we do you call buy these?
1: Sorry, do you buy these fresh, yeah. raw, frozen in tins? How do you get them?
0: Yeah. Again, whatever... The the whatever the is the best that you can afford, that's okay. what I'd recommend you feed. Uh, if I can um when I travel to Adelaide, I'll, I'll bring back some uh fish, some uh a fresh raw fish with mm-hmm. me. So I'll I'll buy some sardines. when we don't have uh we can't get sardines or, or mackerel or those sorts of fish here in Wyala. Okay. So um, when I do run out of the fresh, I'll go in onto the tinned. Yeah. And when selecting a tinned fish, I look for the one that has no added salt or the least amount of added salt because mm-hmm. they do tend to put a lot of salt in these tinned fish just to help mm-hmm. them last a bit longer. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, um, those um, oily fish are very high in um, vitamin D, which helps Mm. with calcium absorption, and your omega-3 fatty acids, um, specifically the DHA and EPA, very important for uh, brain health and heart health. And um, those um, specific omega-3 fatty acids are ones that you can't find in plant-based omega-3s. Yeah. 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 Um, Muscles. So they're another food in that seafood family, which is a food I like to add into the diet. Okay. Um Never and that's would have for, thought of that. <laughs> yeah, well that's it's for manganese, so
3: okay.
0: um for joint and ligament support. Um so many dogs
3: it's
0: sad to say this, but most dogs are overweight.
3: Yeah and
0: and they don't have a source of manganese in their diet. If they do, it's pr- it's probably some synthetic mm. supplement that's been put into their food. So a, a lot more dogs are getting ACL injuries because they are mm. overweight and don't have this.
1: What's an ACL um, injury? Sorry.
0: ACL, acute, oh, uh, okay. crucial ligament.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They have ACL tears. Mm. I've seen dogs um, that are. Um, only one or two years old that are having these problems Oh wow! and and even luxating pay letters, which is like, um, uh, the knee joint popping in and out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Very common with smaller breeds. Yeah. From, from weight, not having enough of your like omega threes and manganese in the diet. Hard to pinpoint that it's Mm. the food that's exactly doing this, but it, it does have something to contribute to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Ginger, cinnamon, and clove are also sources of manganese. So if you okay. can't source mussels, uh, you, you can either buy it freeze-dried or, um, or dried as a powder, like green-lit mm-hmm. mussel powder, or you can use um, ground, o- organic ground ginger, Ceylon cinnamon, and clove. They're, they're all rich in manganese as well. Interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. There's only a few more things that I have here, Joe. Okay. And that is um, seeds, so mm-hmm. specifically sesame seeds, Mm-hmm. Sunflower seeds, pumpkin seeds. So um, they're high in vitamin E, which is an antioxidant. Yeah. And that's the most common thing I see missing in a dog's diet. Uh, you can also use uh, wheat germ oil, like mm-hmm. organic, cold-pressed wheat germ oil. There's mm-hmm. no gluten in it. It's just the oil.
3: Okay.
0: And that's very rich in vitamin E. So um, um, it's also important for um pregnant dogs as well.
1: Ah, uh, someone asked
3: about
0: that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So vitamin E um, can lead to um, deformed – vitamin E deficiency can lead to deformed um, puppies puppies and that sort of thing and sometimes even um, heart and and brain issues. So
3: um,
0: that's definitely a very important one and almost every dog I see has no source of vitamin E in their diet. It's Mm. as simple as grinding up some – um, sunflower seeds in your uh, blender home. or yeah but yeah I, I don't have one but if, if, <laughs> hey if a thermi can can grind up seeds and yep. turn them into a paste then yeah definitely <laughs> use that so yeah. funny
1: because someone mentioned I would really like some Thermix recipes for my dog so there you go book idea for you
0: <laughs> well that's it you might need to buy a separate bowl <laughs> yeah <laughs> for the dog's food but yeah Okay. Um, so yeah, so so those foods are the seeds and the wheat germ oil for vitamin E as an antioxidant. Yeah. Um, kelp, which is a seaweed, um, is important for thyroid health because kelp is high in iodine.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's a good quality kelp, and I'm I'm talking like a pinch in their food. They don't even need um, a lot. Just um, be wary of your dog has. Hyperthyroidism an overactive mm-hmm. thyroid you don't want to be adding any foods like that into the diet, and you wouldn't know your dog would um it would be hard for you to keep your to keep weight on your dog and um through regular vet checkups you, you should know whether your dog has hyperthyroidism right. okay. yeah, but that's early caution with with kelp um last one's eggs, so fresh eggs really mm-hmm. good as a whole food you can feed the whole thing white um yolk, and all. Um, shells even if your if your dog will eat the eggshell. Mm-hmm. Um but um my dog won't. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't feed the egg shells as a, a sole source of calcium.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um but definitely you can add it in there as like an extra crunch or treat. That's fine. Yeah. Um the egg yolk itself is very rich in mm. vitamin D and choline. Yes. Choline is a, a vitamin that is um important for eye health. Okay. Mhm yeah so um to just to round things up so mm-hmm. meat, bone, organ, bulk of your diet, green veg, seafood, seeds, kelp, and egg okay you don't you don't have to feed these foods every single day right. i mean if you listen to if you're listening to this now, just you can write down those different foods mm-hmm. and add some into the bowl, say once or twice a week yeah. so over the course of a week you know, you can feed your muscles, you can feed them a few eggs. You can mm-hmm. put a pinch of kelp. Um, these nutrient, these um, foods will cover all of the nutrients that a dog needs in their diet. Yeah. Um, that's and that's a, a really good way how to get over that balancing concern.
1: Yeah, which is something that um, you often hear, and that was also asked on the um, Facebook page. Yeah. That they often are told when they ask their vet. What foods should I give my dog? Um, just buy the premium vet pet food because mm-hmm. that's got all the minerals, everything, all balanced. Yep. Yep. Um, but like, let me say, ask you this, um, Joe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, do you know how much calcium your kids had yesterday? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. There's like, can you? There's your. Is your body lacking manganese? Well, and,
1: what I'm thinking. And is,
0: vitamin K in the moment.
1: I'm thinking we need a package. Um, balanced kids' food, so I can just feed them dry biscuits every day and I won't yeah. have to worry. They've so got one, Joe.
0: It's, it's called baby formula and apparently oh. that's all your <laughs> – Ew. Hey, it says organic on the packet. It should it must be good. Be
1: okay. And it says gluten-free that's, probably.
0: <laughs> exactly. Right, must so, be okay. Yeah. So definitely there is a concern of balancing. If you are missing crucial things in your dog's diet mm. like the calcium or – your omega-3 fatty acids from oily fish and that sort of thing. Um, But your dog is going to have to be put on a very bland, boring diet for a long period of time for these deficiencies to to occur, Mm. or it will have to be done at a crucial point in their life. So if they're a puppy and growing, Mm. Um, but in all honesty, I, those foods that I mentioned, I, I didn't. It's not five or six pages long. It's the very simple foods to add in yeah. and to feed that, that you can find at, at your supermarket even. Mm. So, um, the concern with um balance is not something that people should be worried about. Just honestly, get in there and start feeding more fresh foods um mm. to your dog. Start feeding more whole foods to your dog. Yeah. When I do a diet, like, don't get me wrong, when I write a diet for a client, it is balanced to the T. Yeah. Like the correct, by the book, correct calcium So and if you're worried about it, bone. then
1: go to a canine nutritionist. <laughs> yeah.
0: If yeah. you are, uh, yeah, definitely. Mm. But I don't emphasize on the importance of, of that so much because yes. it, even with the meat bone and organ – so um, they're getting an yes.
1: amazing lot yes. of minerals yeah. and vitamins you, in that.
0: On, pa- on paper, that's eighty eighty five 85% balanced yeah. anyways. Yeah. Yep. So
1: and then a few veggies and, you know, yeah. like you're saying, what about um, some people say about fats? What What's your take on what fats to add? Do they get enough fats just from the meat?
0: They should. If you're feeding meats that and are. And seeds,
1: I suppose, and things like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, um, with kangaroo, no. Like with kangaroo, you will have to add some fat back into the diet. Fat right. is very important. It's, yeah. what, it's what it's what delivers all those fat-soluble minerals to the mm. body. Provides energy. So it is very important to feed your dog a source of fat.
1: I guess it is in the um, egg yolks, and it is in
0: yeah,
1: the, the seafood, that's and a, it is in the seeds.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, that, 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 that's right. Yeah. But um, so if if you're feeding a dog, say very very lean meats. You can add in like a teaspoon of ghee, mm-hmm. clarified butter.
1: The best fat ever.
0: Yeah, I love it. I, so I use good. it for all my, for most of my cooking at Same. home. I, yep. Yeah. Um, coconut oil, I mean, it's, I'm not going to say it's a miracle oil that, that, <laughs> cru- that, that cures every single ail- ailment, but you can add that in as mm-hmm. a healthy fat if you have some at home. This is to lean meats, by the way. Yep. Yeah. Um, You can even trim some of the raw fat off of um, fattier cuts of meat, freeze them, and add them back into lean cuts of meat. That's that's something that a lot of um, people do as well. But generally speaking, if you're feeding um, other meats like uh, pork or beef, Mm. um, lamb, turkey even, that will have enough fat on there to provide... The fat in a dog's diet.
1: Is it okay to give your dog scraps of fat from your plate, like the, um, like when it's cooked, or no? Is that not a good idea?
0: They um, so they because they're already cooked, a lot of the moisture is taken out of it, so they're going to be a lot more um, dense, like mm-hmm. in calories. So, if even feeding a, a small amount of of cooked fat um, on top of their diet can uh, lead to um. Obviously, your dog putting on weight.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, I wouldn't. I, I'd. I'd steer clear of it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't feed them too many. It's not. There's not to say that cooked fats are bad for your dog. Okay. But when they are cooked, they go rancid a lot quicker. So oh, they, okay. they. They go. They go off a lot quicker. Yeah. Um. I. Um. So I would definitely avoid a lot of those, cooked like table scraps and putting them into your dog's food. Another thing, if to think about is that. 99 or 95% of the population are feeding dry dog food. Yeah. So the, the, the fresh feeders are only a very small proportion of those that are feeding um, yeah, um, their, fresh food to yeah. their dogs. Mm-hmm. So if you're adding in fatty offcuts into your dog's dry food, that is an absolute nightmare case for pancreatitis um, ah. to happen. So what's happening is your dog's, processing this very starch-heavy food and it's yeah. processing all of the glucose and the body says, hang on, I've got all this extra fat and extra calories to store. Mm. I'm just going to store it like on the liver, on the pancreas. So, yeah, yeah things like liver disease, pancreatitis, um, things that can actually come from adding in those fats in, into a diet that's mainly, that's very starch-heavy. You have to remember – a lot of the processed foods are, um, so your kibble, your dry foods, they're 45, 50, 55% refined carbohydrates. Doesn't matter if, mm. they're, if they're using grains or potatoes, this okay. grain free trend that's, that's happening
3: yeah.
0: is a lot of the grain free foods are worse than the foods that contain grain because they are still 50% refined carbohydrates that are mm. in there. And that's – so your refined carbs gets processed into glucose, which is essentially sugar, Mm -hmm. and that's what feeds things like yeast and um, ear infections and rashes, and it's not doing anything to help nourish the dog.
1: Right. It's a bit like going from um, wheat to gluten-free, and it's just starchy, sugary packet Mm. food. We talk about that quite often. It's not the same as – a whole food diet, it's going to cause
0: issues. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And no, so a question that, um, a comment that comes up a lot is, so dry food is balanced, complete, contains all the vitamins and minerals that dog needs. You know, why why feed something else when someone else has made the the food for you? Mm. And my answer to that is there's no way a food that is one, like carbohydrate, one protein that's been highly rendered. Mm-hmm. A lot of the meat that the real meat that's in the that is displayed mm-hmm. on the front of the pack, packets of um, dog food uh, manufacturers will actually buy in pre-dried, so meat meals. So they, they they come in as a like a dried yeah. meal, um, and they and they cook it again. So they, it's already cooked, and they uh, cook it again through the extruder. Can't be much so
1: left in it at all, then.
0: No. Yeah. So what's what you end up with is uh, empty. calories, Calories,
1: like
0: just the macronutrients. So you're gonna have protein, you're gonna have a bit of fat in there and you're gonna have the carbohydrates. So then I
1: guess they add vitamins and minerals in Mm -hmm. today.
0: Yeah. Yep. They add in a thousand supplements to make it balanced on paper. And no dog that is sick or trying to grow is going to be nourished from Mm -hmm. that one carb, one protein and a thousand supplements. It's like feeding your kids mcdonald's
3: yeah i was and, thinking
1: and that.
0: saying here pop Sublimits. this wonderful organic multivitamin and that'll provide you all the manganese and yeah, don't know, everything you can live
1: you- on chicken nuggets
0: <laughs> yeah exactly um, so um that's good. where the, that's where the issue of balancing mm. is a bit skewed as well because yeah. anything can be balanced on paper mm. it doesn't take much for it to uh, to be balanced it's just the quality of the ingredients that are going in there yes um Even natural and organic labeled foods, those organic ingredients are still getting processed at such high temperatures that it's going to ruin it Hmm. uh, when when it comes out. Definitely a lot more better options to to feed in terms of processed food. You can get um, pre made fresh food that's either raw or or cooked, Mm -hmm. less processing involved, and they're still um, quite healthy for your dog. Mm -hmm. They also have freeze dried and dehydrated foods as well.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and that sort of locks in the, a lot of the nutrients um, and keeps the food more shelf-stable long-term.
1: So that would be an option if you had to have some time savers for now and then? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Okay.
0: Definitely. There the, they're the, they're would be the better foods to feed. I'd mm-hmm. still highly encourage to add something fresh and wholesome into that food. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, some of your leafy uh, green veggies, um, cheap can of sardines, even if you're on a budget, mm-hmm. you can get them for 65 cents a can and the, uh, with very low sodium. Okay. Um, or even just adding in some lean meat mm-hmm. back into the foods um, to, to lower that um, amount of uh, carbohydrates.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um- one of the questions about the fats and the oils is fish oil, should you add that to the dog's food? But I suppose if they're having the sardines, you don't need to. No, not at all. And someone else said they add hemp oil, but, mm. again, that wouldn't be necessary if and coconut oil and all of those kind of things.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Look, you can add them on top. Stick you up, can add some, trisole. yes,
3: now
1: that's it.
0: You can add yeah. some hemp seed, hemp seed oil mm-hmm. on top of your dog's food if you want, or like a teaspoon of coconut oil if you feed. If you feel that the um, medium chain triglycerides in coconut oil are going to benefit your dog. What, would, that's what, you,
1: what kind mm-hmm. of things would you see in your dog to show that they don't have enough fat in the diet? Um, did you say constipation or was that something?
0: That's oh, with that the, bones. the bones. Okay. Yeah, so being, yeah. it's, it's usually um, they will look – malnourished because there's nothing driving those vitamins through the mm-hmm. through the body so there'd be um the, the coat would look dull yeah um that have low energy mm-hmm. they're the sorts of signs that, okay. um yeah and um what, yeah
1: what about probiotics should dogs mm-hmm. have probiotics
0: every single dog is going to have some sort of gut trauma mm-hmm. whether um, whether it's from being fed a processed food, whether it's from the overuse of antibiotics mm. um, and just completely destroying what's in their gut. So, and, and there are other, pl- plenty of other like environmental things, for yeah, instance, just like with people. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So every every single dog is going to have some sort of gut trauma. Mm. So I believe that um, feeding probiotic foods definitely will, will have. It definitely has benefit.
3: Okay.
0: Some benefits. My dog gets probiotics every single day. Um, I use a dog specific one because okay. it has strains specific to the dog's gut.
3: Yeah.
0: Or you can do things like fermented veg.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: For probiotics. Um. Kefir, if yeah. you if your dog doesn't have any um. Yeasty problems. Okay. Uh, because there are with dogs anyways there are kefir is a prebiotic it does have mm-hmm. some some lactose in there so it kefir can actually feed the um yeast in dog's body okay but um you know healthy dog for sure okay. you can add in um again whole foods preferably first your fermented veg and your other fermented foods you can even ferment your um sunflower seeds oh. um i have a yeah i have a a, f- a friend that does that she'll sure ferment sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds so they're getting it's like a double whammy they're yeah, getting the dose of a
1: great idea. five and
0: E. heaps of zinc in pumpkin seeds have as you, well have
1: yeah. you posted how to do that on your page at all
0: i haven't but i will um get us a I link
1: will, if you can and we can put it yeah in i'll
0: get i'll get you a link i'll, I'll link it to my friend's page because yeah. she's she's really into her fermented foods
1: okay awesome
0: yeah um so yeah, you so wouldn't
1: you wouldn't think they need to add an actual probiotic powder or a capsule to anything
0: if you don't have access to those fermented foods like if, if you don't have the time to make them, then d- definitely adding in a dog specific probiotic supplement okay will be beneficial okay um,
1: and the, the yeah. you know how their stomachs are very acidic that doesn't kill mm-hmm. off the bacteria before it gets where it's needed it, you manage no. to get some through.
0: No. <laughs> If, okay. if you these these strains of um, bacteria will survive mm-hmm. the dog's gut. That's why it's important feeding one that's specific to dogs. Ah, if okay. you're feeding, and you can just uh, get them at a vet, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, or or um um uh, pet food store. Okay. Yeah. Or yep. Or or online. Um, definitely, there there are some some really good ones around.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll just ask you a few specific questions about the foods that you've mentioned. How? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you said how often to give dogs egg yolks.
0: All right, so whole eggs, so mm-hmm. the whites oh, and, and the yolk.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: feed, feed it all. It's all good for them. Yeah. Um, uh, small dog, once or twice a week. Okay. Medium dog, two to three times a week. Mm-hmm. But this, and a large dog, three to four times a week. Okay. Perfectly fine to feed
1: well, yeah.
3: Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, or or lightly cooked. If that's what we want to do. Like, okay. You are not our honesty, it's it's about adding more goodness into their bones. It's not about arguing whether raw or cooked is the okay. best way to go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um,
1: treats. What kind of treats do you give your dog?
0: The only treat that I give Lexi now are um, uh, dehydrated like, single protein treats. So it'd be like your small amounts of liver mm-hmm. you, you can you can't overdo it with liver because it is okay. really rich
3: yeah.
0: yeah yeah um especially actually especially with dogs that are prone to copper storage oh. uh, dalmatians westies okay. schnauzers there's a whole list of breeds that actually they store a lot more copper than they should okay. and beef liver is really really high in copper okay. so um Try not to overdo it with the liver. It is very rich for them as well it'll just go it 'll give them the runs it 'll go straight through oh. so um small amounts of liver is fine but i it 's probably better as a as a treat just to give um your dehydrated single protein
3: mm-hmm.
0: um treats like kangaroo jerky
3: yeah
0: I give kangaroo tendons so dried mm-hmm. kangaroo tendons um lexi absolutely loves them mm-hmm. um but i you know, honestly, I, I don't give too many treats to, no. to Lexi, anyways. We don't she do, might do it have, very
1: often, but it's yeah. just like now and then when we're teaching the dog a trick. <laughs> or yeah, or d- you know?
0: for, for, for training, yeah, yeah, go for it. It's it's good okay. uh, uh, having a high value food is really good as a reward for training. Yeah, um, yeah. Keep it as simple as possible. You try dehydrating your own if you mm, if you can, where you know yeah. exactly what's going in there.
1: Yeah, because um, the stuff in the shops, I've I've looked in there before, and I'm just like it's yeah. really hard to find anything that has a single yeah. ingredient.
0: <laughs> yeah. It it'll, it it'll, it'll, it will say single protein and you're like, "Oh, fantastic. You yeah. turn around the back, it'll have, yes, it's got that single protein in there, so a bit of beef, and then it'll have your, your sugar, yeah, stabilizers, preservatives, numbers. It's like, it's oh, almost, my gosh. It's
1: almost like they had to make it taste good to humans. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need yeah. sugar. There is,
0: there is absolutely no reason for, for a dog food or for a treat to have sugar in it. No. There, no benefit whatsoever. Mm. The, so th- that's being put in there purely for Palatability for, for yeah. taste. So, yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's just, silly. yeah, I, 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 I absolutely, absolutely hate it, Joe. Yeah,
1: I bet. Yeah. And the colors and the flavors too. Yeah. So all those foods that you mentioned, if you are doing that kind of diet, you probably wouldn't have any worry about their teeth being healthy. But is there anything mm. that you would suggest in particular for teeth health?
0: So, brush physically brushing their teeth if you okay. can mm-hmm. is always going to be the best way to ensure the teeth are clean. <laughs> um, if you if your dog has bad teeth, don't be a, don't be a vet hater. Like vets are not <laughs> evil. Go and get your teeth cleaned yep. properly at the vet because mm-hmm. that plaque and um, that bacteria can enter through their gum mm-hmm. and and go into the bloodstream oh. and yeah. It, A lot of dogs that have bad dental health have um, heart problems, like heart disease. So it's – do not overlook dental health. It is absolutely important. Okay. So brush your dog's teeth. If they're bad, go get – just go get them cleaned up at the vet. Okay. And – Someone asked
1: about dental sticks, but I have no idea what they are. Dental Dental
0: sticks, sticks. um, Joe. if you had a look at them, you would – Be horrified. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. So – they do, I suppose they do clean your dog's teeth as being an abrasive because they're really hard. But they're generally just complete starch that's been cooked uh, and right. really, really hard. So it's not. I would not recommend giving any of those dental treats. Mm. Stick to your raw meaty bones. Yep. Um, stick Makes to brushing sense. your dog's teeth, um, and as a as a maintenance, you can even buy natural dental drops. Okay. Which um, you put on your dog's gums at night time. Mm. And these drops contain things like manuka and uh, peppermint and cinnamon mm-hmm. oil. So they're really good at, uh, as an antibacterial, I suppose, and yeah. to help break, um, break down the plaque and that sort of thing. So um, okay. that's what I would recommend to keep your dog's teeth healthy.
1: Okay. What about natural worming? Is there anything? Some people use pumpkin seeds. um, Mm -hmm. One lady said that she tried that and her dog had three days of intense die-off episodes. So, Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I I have heard that pumpkin seeds do work. Mm -hmm. Um, The best way for natural worming is just check if your dog needs to be wormed in the first place. Mm. There's no point using a preventative... Um, okay. or so or a treatment if your dog doesn't have worms in the first place. Okay. Again, this is about working with your vet,
3: mm-hmm.
0: or holistic vet that can screen your dog's poop. So every 6 months you can get your dog's poop screened. Mm. Uh, it's called a I think it's called a, fecial, a fecal a faecal test. Mm-hmm. And they see if there are any worms in there. If there are no worms then you're good to go for another 6 months because and you that's don't actually
3: how.
1: need the, the all that worming medicine every month. No.
0: No, not at all. There
1: you
3: go.
0: Um, if there are if there are worms, and yes, you can treat it naturally, or you can give you can target that specific parasite that's present rather than right. doing an all worm And there are things you can do afterwards um, if you do need if your dog has an infestation. Sometimes you do need to give him the drug, mm-hmm. and there are things you can do afterwards, like um, to, to sort of detox the dog after um, once they've had that, that medication, yeah. but. I've, I've been getting Lexi's poop checked every six months and she is four and almost four and a half now and nothing has come up.
1: Oh, that's good. Wow. Yeah.
0: So that's probably the, the best way. Check to see if they have worms in the first place. If mm-hmm. they do, then yes, by all means, you can you can um, try using natural yeah worming preventatives.
1: What about preventing ticks and fleas? Is there any natural things you would suggest for that?
0: See with ticks, it's a tricky one. Mm, we we, we get here a bit. Yeah, so that I, I mean I, I can't really comment on that because if you're if you're not using preventatives and yeah. the, the, the your dog does get bitten by one of the bad ticks,
3: yeah,
1: then well, it's it's not worth it.
0: <laughs> it isn't. So mm-hmm. um, there. Um, and, and to be honest, Joe, I'm not actually familiar with many natural tick No, preventatives. I haven't
1: heard of any. Okay. There,
0: there, there may be some around. But with yeah. fleas, um, fleas like to attack a dog that has – that they like to attack dogs that have unhealthy immune systems. Okay. So keeping your dog on a good diet will – be will be enough to get rid of fleas, but mm-hmm. but if your dog does has have fleas, it's just give them a natural flea bath, and that, that's normally enough to, to kill them. Yeah. Um, garlic. Yeah, and that, I mean it, garlic's fairly controversial, and
1: yeah, I wondered that.
0: So, garlic in low doses are fine to feed to dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you'll need to have a like a, a Labrador sized dog eating five whole heads of garlic. In order to have any adverse reactions, but <laughs> okay. honestly, if, if I ate five whole heads of garlic, yeah. I think I'm, I'm gonna have an upset stomach. So, well,
1: you know how they yeah. say it causes parasite die off. Um, mm. Even like when humans have broth with heaps of fresh garlic in it every day, that can cause great big die offs. So, and that's not, oh, okay. that would only be a few cloves a day. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess yeah. I guess you just it depends. But you'd have to have a fair bit. Um, with the onions, though, isn't that dangerous, onion, for dogs?
0: Onions are definitely more dangerous than um, than garlic. So that's that sulfur sort of smell that te- gets your eyes all yeah. teary and stuff. Yeah. So that's uh, – I think it's called thiosulfate. Okay. And that can actually damage red blood cells. So I would I'd, – I'd avoid onion plus the actual – Plant onion plant itself, but it, there aren't many benefits of feeding it to to warrant feeding it to to a dog in the first place. I Man, I, yeah. I love onion in my curries and stuff. But it's just it's for flavour, really, yeah. For flavour, exactly. Yeah. But it's so you're when, not really feeding it for a sole purpose, like the other vegetables I mentioned. Are.
1: When you make a broth for your dogs, do you want to just explain that? Because I think you your dog. Sorry, um, I think yep. you use kangaroo usually, or do you do all
0: sorts? I do all sorts, whatever okay. I can find, and I yep. I do make bone broth for the local um, pet store here in Wyler as well. So, oh wow!
1: You can buy yep. it frozen?
0: Yeah, yeah. We just, we just freeze it. Uh, we'll have it. We'll sell it fresh for a few days, and mm-hmm. then um, we'll have some that's um, frozen as well. So I use um, any bones really. Yep. I, I've made a batch with duck because I got hold of yeah. some mm-hmm. some yeah some farm free range ducks. So yeah. um, so you can use any bones. Um, and just cook it the same way you would for humans but omit the onions mm-hmm. and reduce the amount of the garlic that you put in it or just don't put any garlic in there at all if you're if you are really worried about garlic for dogs so just just don't, just, put it don't in. Yeah. just don't put it in simple as that yeah. um so yeah so i use two methods that you can do one's the slow cooker method or pressure cooker method where you um, um put some bones in a slow cooker with apple cider vinegar mm-hmm and enough water to cover the bones and let it simmer for uh, 24 hours or so. Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
0: so then you um, you strain the bones, let it cool, remove the fat. Uh, use the, You can freeze and store the fat and use it later to make tallow.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, um, but um, then you, you just feed your dog the, um, the the jelly that's left over. So that's the fast method. You the just give it to second him cold?
1: Me- Sorry, I'm just
0: curious, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah okay. colds especially in summer that they'll yeah. they love it, they no, love it cold, or you can warm it up in winter,
3: yeah,
0: um and that's something that you can add to processed dog food as well, just okay. to increase the the moisture in the food, yeah um just a uh, backtracking sorry for a for no, no, for that's a okay. second that's okay. um because um dry food's very low on moisture your um your dog's not going to be as hydrated as mm. they should be. Okay. Especially in in South Australia, we're we're the driest state in the driest continent on earth. It's hard to believe wow. that, but we yeah. are. Wow. And uh, and um, our dogs are in a constant state of dehydration.
3: Mm. So
0: like feeding, it's like eating crackers day in day uh, out. Yuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Crackers with the vitamins and minerals sprinkled on them. Anyway, <laughs> so going back to the bone broth, the second method is um, a method that my friend Emma. Um, mm-hmm. Emma Rutherford who is a nutritionist in the UK, mm-hmm. she told me this method and she will um, actually crush the bones before mm-hmm. um, putting them in and she won't use a slow cooker but she, so she'll crush the bones and she'll just put them on a low um, simmer mm-hmm. for two hours yep, and, and generally that's enough. For the broth to actually gel.
1: Yeah, that's generally how much I, I usually do about two to three.
0: Okay, well there yeah. you go. I'm not familiar with your method, but I'm sure even if people use your method, that's in your book or on your own website, and just omit yep. the any, yeah. any onions or garlic, or or the rest of the veggies. If, I'm not sure if you add veggies in there, but you can add, you mm-hmm. can add herbs and that sort of stuff. It's it's fine to add in okay. there for your dogs.
1: There's, there's no herbs or spices or anything that are bad for them or.
0: Um, besides so onions <laughs> yeah yeah. I would I'd stay away from rosemary if your dog okay. has epilepsy
3: right
0: um, that's just as a precaution I know there are some people that say that it it has nothing to do with epilepsy but just to be safe I'd, hmm. I I don't want to recommend people feeding rosemary to their dogs if, okay. and, and that, that have adverse reactions yeah but um Herbs like parsley, coriander, um, thyme, you can definitely add in. Mm-hmm. Um, they should be fine. Okay. I, I normally yeah. do a separate batch of broth for my dog anyways. Yeah. So I just, I just have it plain. Yeah, same. <laughs> and that can be for her. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. Yeah. Mm. Um, another thing about foods to avoid is there any – is it okay to let dogs have fruit or is that going to give them the
0: runs or – Small amounts are fine. Okay. And I mean like 25 to 5% of their overall bowl. Yeah, it's so not something
1: that you would do as a general rule but they may get mm-hmm. a little bit now and then.
0: Mm. I mean you do get dogs that just love to – Chew on apples and that yeah, sort of thing.
1: Yeah, right. that's right. I just do anything crunchy, so
0: yeah, Sometimes yeah. Look, it's,
1: my husband feeds him bits of apple.
0: <laughs> yeah, look, that's that's going to be okay, but okay. um, I wouldn't overdo it and give no. them a big banana smoothie. yeah. So small amounts, yes, it's it's absolutely fine to give them small amounts of fruit. Um, if your dog has a yeast problem, yep. so smelly ears or um. Red belly and that sort of thing. I would avoid any, any sugar, yeah, so okay. anything that's sweet, carbs, yeah. or sugars. That, that's mm-hmm. what I have to do with my with with Lexi. Okay. um it was, it was very unfortunate, but Lexi was desexed at sixteen weeks old. So, oh,
3: wow.
0: yeah, and essentially, it's it's like a small child having a vasectomy, that's like, So crazy. A, a hysterectomy. hysterectomy. So having having their um sex organ removed at such a young age. So. Wow. I was unfortunate that happened to her, but it, mm-hmm. the, again, that's like another ethical issue. There are safer ways to desex do your dogs. There's a procedure called um, ovary sparing spay mm-hmm. where they just, I think they just tie the tubes or something. I'm not yeah. sure. Look it up, but there are safer procedures, but generally mm-hmm. the, the traditional way is just to re- remove everything.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, because that happened, her private bits didn't form properly. Right. And, she has um vaginitis, mm-hmm. so the dog sort of version of vaginitis. So okay. any excessive or any um starch that I put into her diet um will um result in like a a bad response. So mm-hmm. she, she definitely has high fiber veg in her in her foods, but yeah. um if you have a dog that has any sort of yeast issue then I would avoid um, fruits, yeah. starch, prebiotics, that sort of thing.
1: Okay. Yeah. There was yep. um, a couple of questions about the the yeast and the. Um, mm. Let's see, where is it? I think it was the ears.
3: Someone
1: mm-hmm. Asked about ear infections. Yep. That's usually this, is that usually yeast?
0: Yes. Yeah. So the, it's either going to be ear mites, mm-hmm. environmental, or um, or food related. Okay. If you've looked under, um, if the vets looked under a microscope and checked the ear for mites, so there are no mites there, then you, um, you can, if you can rule that out, then definitely make some dietary changes.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I, um, even with grain-free foods, a lot of going back to the grain-free foods, mm-hmm. a lot of dogs that have been eating a grain-free food for like, yeast and itchy skin problems. Um, they continue to have problems because that grain free food is still. Starch. Um, yeah, over mm. 40, 50% um, starch. Mm. So, okay. um, definitely taking them off that food and putting them onto a more wholesome diet will help in order um, to, to reduce the amount of um, sugar that the yeast has to feed on in the body. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that, that's definitely something that they can do. Um, and of course, if there's pollen and stuff around, your dogs are going to start getting the itchy eyes and itchy skin anyway. So that's an an environmental thing that, um, that can occur.
1: So we've probably covered a lot of, um, issues just by saying this is the diet that you need to be on because it would be the same answer for most things. Um, but you know, there's questions here about itchy skin and grass allergies there's diarrhea constipation there's arthritis anxiety i didn't even think about dogs getting anxiety Mm -hmm. but i'm sure that's a thing um Mm -hmm. you know all of these things would they all be improved by just following this diet or is there something particular i guess if there's something not working then they need to go Mm -hmm. and talk to someone about it but
0: yeah definitely yeah i mean with the grass allergies you can add things like um quercetin which is like a natural antihistamine, mm. um, and just to stop the itchiness, or just have some baby wipes ready and wipe your dog mm. every time they come inside if there's, if there's high pollen in the area. Okay. And diet does have a major part to play in in health, but it's it's not the complete picture. Yeah. Um, dogs are more exposed to chemicals in the environment than we are because they're, they're essentially the grass. when they're walking around naked mm, and they're, if you're using mm. um bleach and chemicals to clean your floor mm. your dog's going to be walking on it walking on that and licking their yeah. um their paws
3: yeah
0: um there's also um even exercise regimes yeah a, a lot of dogs they just stay inside all day they might have a run around the backyard but really it's it's not taking out extra time for deliberate Mm. specific exercise um so they're under exercise they're getting um exposed to the environment um actually i was i was listening to your podcast with um damien christoph yes um, chiropractor and Something that resonated, something that he said that resonated with me was how the nervous systems all connected. Yeah. And, you know, that's why having adjustments can, having chiropractic adjustments can help
3: mm-hmm.
0: clear a whole heap of things that are going on. And yeah. I believe it because yeah. I went through that same thing when I injured my back.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, something that's happening with um, dogs and a lot of owners aren't aware of is when they let the dog's nails grow too long, mm-hmm. they end up curling down and the dogs are – essentially walking on their nails and that curves their spine hmm. and it doesn't allow um, the, the nervous system to, to, to be freed up. And um, that, that can also be something that's contributing to a lot of dogs that have like arthritis and stiffness and that sort of mm, thing.
3: Okay.
1: So you wouldn't
0: even think that no. you know, keeping your dog's nails trimmed would be such an important part of their um.
1: How often should uh, that be done?
0: I I try to do it at least every two weeks. Wow! Every, yeah.
1: Oh, mine's obviously it, too it, long. De- <laughs> it depends.
0: Well, it depends. Some some dogs they won't need it because okay. for some, for whatever reason the, do- the nails don't grow. Yep. Lexi's nails I, I can blink and they have they have growing.
1: Uh-huh. And do you have yep. your own trimmers, or you take them to the vet yep. for that? Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah, I've got my own trimmer, and it's yep. about keeping the dog calm and yep. desensitising them to the clicking noise or the, the dremel noise if you want to use one of the, the dremels yeah. to file down the nails. But okay. even things like that, um, you wouldn't even think no, that. No, you wouldn't. It, yeah. You can be giving your dog as much glucosamine and chondroitin and muscles to support their joints. Yeah. And, but if there's something physically going wrong, it's not going to yeah. improve. That's right. Yeah. So definitely with these issues, um, the anxiety, for instance, mm-hmm. um, training has a lot to do with it. Yeah. yeah um, feeding um, lean meats are naturally high in tryptophan, which is mm-hmm. a calming amino acid. Mm-hmm. So um, that can also help. Things like chamomile and ginger okay. will definitely help with calming. But um, with anxiety, it's usually um, a training thing that okay. the owner has to work with with a with a dog trainer.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Arthritis. It goes back to feeding things like. Your muscles, um, especially green lip muscles, which are rich in glucosamine and chondroitin, mm-hmm. which is really good for the joints. Yeah. Vitamin C is also another good thing to, to supplement for arthritis. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use rose hips for vitamin C. Yeah.
3: Um,
0: there is a company that, that sells one specifically to for dogs. So mm-hmm. um, a supplement, I mean, a vitamin C supplement. Okay. Um, yeah, that covers a few of those.
1: That's good. Um, two more questions, and then, I'll, then I'll let you go. <laughs> okay. No so worries. Building up muscles for dogs, um, for the yeah. very active muscly bull breeds. Yeah. Um, this yeah. lady right. said that a lot so of people that, use grain and molasses, which is not great. Base yeah, product. so that's
0: basically – molasses is sugar. Mm-hmm. I think it's made with – yeah. Yeah. So it's, I think it's made with corn or cane sugar. Yeah. Anyways, and grains. Yeah. So, yes, like they, they're using – those foods to increase the calories in the dog diet, but mm. um, not and obviously they will have some sort of growth because of the extra calories, but yeah. what you want for lean muscle growth is to feed a lot more of your your lean meats mm-hmm. um, to and just feed them more food like in, in volume mm-hmm. and um, like humans, we need to exercise and lift weights. Or mm-hmm. even do body weight exercises for us to increase muscle mass. The same thing can be applied with dogs. I saw, I went and saw um, had a consultation with a canine conditioning coach. So they're pretty much like a personal trainer for dogs, okay. and that was one of the best things I've ever done for um for Lexi because she um, explained to me the importance of exercise and actual. Um, Physically working out your dog's um, muscles. So mm. with the with these really um, strong um, breeds, you can add some like a weighted vest on mm. them, so they're carrying more weight with them as they're doing the walks. Yeah, walk up um, incline, so walk mm-hmm. up up and down hills if you can. That will work out the shoulders, mm-hmm. and you um, can even do stabilization exercises on. Mm. Um, balancing discs for them and stuff oh, so they probably
1: uh, think that was fun,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, and these are all i mean i I didn't know about any of these things this is something that I discovered consulting with um my friend who does canine conditioning okay and um
1: there you go someone even that that would, does that amazing,
0: yeah exactly, <gasps> yeah, that will definitely help build up the the muscle mass, yeah lean protein and and just more training but with okay. weights, yeah, yeah. What was the other question, Joe?
1: Detox baths for dogs, <laughs> which yeah. is pretty funny because in gaps that's a big thing and that's been uh, helpful for a lot of people with skin issues, but and also with um, relaxation. This do you use is for um, a dog who's itchy and has been okay. on prednisone yeah. for a whole year?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in gaps, do you use the Epsom salts?
1: Yeah. So she yeah. takes the dog to the ocean, and uh-huh. obviously that's the best way
0: yeah um yeah, swimming really good for mm. uh exercise and that sort of thing definitely yeah. the ocean's really good in terms of um i know this might sound a bit like woo but like the energy <laughs> that the, the energy that the ocean gives as well yeah. is really good for healing
3: mm-hmm.
0: um but you can do epsom so- soaks on the dog's paws ah oh, so, that'd um, be
1: good
0: yeah yeah uh so that's definitely something that will help okay um and with, with the itchiness, again, have a really close look at the dog's diet. Yes. Um, and the other things that I mentioned before, mites, environment, mm. and maybe might even be worth, if none of those things work, doing um, like a food test, a food yeah. intolerance test yeah. with your dog. Or a process of like a, like a food elimination sort of mm-hmm. thing as well can help as well.
1: Well, this lady's thankfully found a holistic vet that she started going to, and the, uh, the vet told her to feed the dog basically a GAPS diet, which is what their family is on. So she said, It's so good. Beautiful. <laughs> so she's just yeah. starting that. So that's good. Yeah. And that's pretty much all the food that you've talked about. So, awesome.
0: well, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: There you go. GAPS that's dog. It. <laughs> I yeah. always say, I think my dog needs to be on GAPS too because he gets the itchy, itchy paws from the grass and, you know, so that's yeah. that's what we'll have to do too. So we'll just finish off, but I just wanted to ask you, is there any um, particular, um, like, I don't want to make this a product placement type of thing, but, mm-hmm. you know, for washing the dog when they're itchy and, you know, just natural, have you thought, seen any really good yeah. brands Mm, what do you uh, use for
0: like? Well, just ca- for colloidal skin? silver. Oh, really? The, the, yeah, That's colloidal awesome. silver's um, topically is is good for itchy skin, it, and it's great because it doesn't um, sting either. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep, so um, definitely. Um, good to know. I'd recommend that. Okay. I, I don't. I can't think of any brands off the top of my head. Okay. That, and find a brand that doesn't contain all those sulfates and parabens and that sort of yes. thing. There are more more and more even dog food, uh, so dog shampoo brands that are removing those That's good. Yeah. Um, irritants from mm. the shampoos. Yeah. Chamom- Chamomile is very soothing for itchy skin. Um, aloe vera as well is very soothing for, for itchy skin. Mm-hmm. But um, ideally we want to be working – the like health from the inside out, yes. Um, but yeah, in terms Sometimes of like re- the, relieving, yeah, yeah, th- that's what I would recommend. Those no, no brands. I'm sorry, Joe. No, I can't no, that's think all of right. the, um, but uh,
1: it is just important, like you say, with detoxing your home because your dog's walking around on the floor. I think that's a good point to make, and also yes. detoxing there, anything that you wash the dog with, make sure it's not a toxic brand <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and
0: i i use a, I use a brand that has no toxins in my home and i yeah. i know that you do as well joe yeah. so it's um that'd be even for your um your skin family your human mm. family yeah yeah <laughs> um that that'd be one of the best um, steps that you can right. take yeah. washing powder if you're washing your dog's yeah. um bedding That's and true. stuff yeah
1: all of that um, needs to be non-toxic
0: Yep, mm. having a good water filter. Yeah, I use I use the same water filter as you do. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Zazen. Yes, that's yeah. the one. Yep. Oh. So we, we use that for for um
1: the dog is for nice. our
0: family. Yeah, for our dog and for mm. us. Okay. So these are all different things that that you can do to wow, that's um good. improve things.
1: Well, um, just since we mentioned the non toxic products, um, Walida, who does our sponsorship for the podcast has a gift pack for you so um afterwards i'll get some details from you to send that to you also oh for me yeah oh
0: yeah. beautiful <laughs> yeah we well, either
1: just um contacted us and said we want to give a gift pack to anyone that comes on your show so there you go that's guys. lovely <laughs> we just Very i had nice. a look on their website to see if they had any um like pet care products because a lot of these you know non-toxic Um, companies do but they haven't so you know we just have to suggest it
0: (laughs) yeah that's it i'm sure there's a demand for that yeah there will be yeah Uh,
1: all right well thank you so much wow we got through a lot of questions and we did go over an hour sorry about that but
0: no worries um, joe i think that'll be
3: really
0: helpful yeah the the one thing that i'll leave with is Mm -hmm. that that no matter what you believe like it doesn't matter if you believe in you know raw or cooked or Canned or whatever, dogs have a biological right to be able to eat real food. Yeah. So that's that's what we have to work towards, not what is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. And it just saddens me that more and more dogs aren't able to tolerate real foods because their um, their whole body is being destroyed from these processed foods. So. Yeah. Um, if you keep that in mind, that it's their actual right as an animal, mm. their biological right to be able to eat real food and try to feed them as much of those wholesome foods as you can, mm. then um, that would be the way to go.
1: That's good. Thank you. Um, can you just let everyone know where they can find you online?
0: Sure. Um, if you just search up my name, uh, David Ajuls Mm -hmm. davidagius.com.au. That's my website. I'm also on um, uh, Facebook and on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, If you again, if you just search my name, um, so it'd be David underscore Canine Nutritionist Mm -hmm. on. On either of those things, I'm sure if you just Google my name, yeah. David Ages Dogs, I'll, I'll come up. That's the best way <laughs> place to that's the best place to to, to find me. It's the easiest. And and I do um like I do give a lot of um free and, and helpful as much free and helpful advice as I can as well. So if there is something that concerns you, feel free to send me an email or oh, or send me an nice. inbox. Yeah, thank and, you. And um, I'll try to help people as much as I can. Um. Obviously, if there's a lot more work involved, then I do have very reasonable fees that's for people good. to work with me one-on-one, that's and I great. I I do I put in a lot of time and effort into the individual dog when I work with people one-on-one. It's
1: well, really helpful. Okay, we'll put the links on the show notes as well so that anyone can click through to those, but um, that's awesome. I've learned heaps, and I'm sure everybody else has too. So, thank you so, so much for all your time. You're very
0: welcome, Joy. You're very welcome.
1: All right. Well, you have a great weekend, and um, I'm sure we'll be on your page checking out your awesome photos of dog food and ideas and tips. Woohoo!
0: Thanks, (laughs) Joe. You too.
1: Thank you so much. See ya.
0: Bye.